Welcome to the Big Picture Podcast, where we make sure you know there's more going on than you can see or hear. If this podcast episode helps you, would you consider leaving us a review on the app or platform you're using to listen? We appreciate it. And remember, we ain't woke, but we are certainly awake. And now, your host, Larry Ragland. Welcome to The Big Picture. I'm your host, Larry Ragland, and this is Thursday night. That means it is time for the Kingdom Intelligence Report. And man, have we got a guest for you tonight. Not a guest, he's a regular. The fourth Thursday of every month, right here, breaking down the headlines of the day and how they fit in Bible prophecy. None other than, in my opinion, the greatest Bible prophecy teacher in the world, Pastor Mark Correll, will be joining us on the Kingdom Intelligence Report. Right after this, let's go. Well, many of you know how special Pastor Mark is to me in my life. Uh, The very first man that ever licensed me to preach the gospel, ever saw any potential in Sandy and I in our ministry ever was this man of God, Pastor Mark Correll. And he's a part of a group of men that I believe are watchmen on the wall. And we are honored here at The Big Picture to have them with us each and every Thursday night First Thursday is Pastor Paul Begley of Paul Begley Prophecy. Second Thursday is Ricky Scopero, uh, founder and teacher of End Time Headlines. It's been around for almost 15 years now. Stan Deo, the third Thursday. My goodness, Stan is a living legend. He is a man that has worked for the FBI in the inside, seen things that most human beings will never see. And, of course, this is the fourth Thursday of the month. And it is Pastor Mark Correll. So without further ado, let us bring in Pastor Mark Correll. The crowd is going wild. They love you. They love you. (laughs) How you doing, Pastor? I'm doing great. How about you, Pastor? Doing wonderful. Doing wonderful as as we... Every, we can't. We, I can't get emotional every time I have you on here. Okay, I, I'm, at some point I've got to move on with my life. But I right. get I get so excited to have you with us because I was just thinking this morning, um, really, quite frankly, far as influential men of God, because of how God used you in my life, you're probably the first man to ever really truly speak into my life. And uh, so, one of my greatest honors is that after all these years now, thirty uh, something years of ministry. Here we are again together again. All right. It's good. It's awesome. It's God's plan. Amen. Well, Pastor Mark, before we get into uh, the headlines of the day, we're going to talk about the World Economic Forum, uh, the World Health Organization. We're going to talk about what's going on in Israel, the Middle Eastern War, and where we're at in end times prophecy. Uh, sure. Give us an update, Pastor Mark, on uh, what's going on with Pastor Mark Correll. Um have you been preaching different places? Is you mainly on YouTube? Are you going back to Israel? What's going on? Well, a bunch of things. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me on. Obviously, I enjoy being here with you, and uh, and just the excitement that this uh, this channel is causing because there's a lot of people who are listening. Uh, the world wants to know. You know, we have uh, set, before I talk about me, we have 71.2 percent of Americans that feel that there's a there's a catastrophe coming, and yeah. the United States not protect them from that catastrophe. So wow. the unsaved world knows something's happening. They know something's going on. As far as me, uh, I am still doing my, uh, my um, internet with the, with um, Facebook and YouTube. It goes out to about 56,000 subscribers, wow. about 82 countries. Um, I did one recording. Uh, I did one preaching. I actually in uh, Arkansas I had 9 million hits on it. Wow. It was about America. 
American Bible prophecy. So people are interested. People want to know. They see they see and sense something worldwide is coming. So yes, I have about ten churches that have asked me to come preach, including yours. Yes, which I'm going to which which I'm going to start doing this uh, this uh, probably probably by uh, next month. Uh, okay. I've, I've not done that for a while because of my health, but now I'm feeling great. Thank God. We also started a ministry in uh, Pell City. We have a an outreach center that we're opening up there to help people. Mm. We want to just give back to communities, and so we're very excited about that. Well, Pastor, that is amazing. And yes, 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 the pulpit of Solid Rock Church is waiting on Pastor Mark Correll. And, no and, and I'll say this, Pastor, I have so many people that know you and have followed you, and not just here locally, but as you said, all over the world, that have found our station, found our channel, and and will tell us, I've been following Pastor Mark, and they live in states and countries, Australia. And I, I've been following Pastor Mark and his teaching on Revelation and end times for 15, 20 years. So your impact, only heaven knows your impact. So that that's why when I begin to pray about calling something the Kingdom Intelligence Report, I said, God, I don't want just uh, preachers. I don't want just, you know, nothing against just preachers, but I, I want I want watchmen. I want watchmen on the wall. I want people that have, that, that, that takes this seriously. And uh, of course you were one of the, the four men. So I want to, I want to lead with your, your opinion. Of course, as at the time of this recording, we just wound down uh, the annual Davos convention of these elites, demon-possessed people that meet in the Swiss Alps there to uh, design the narrative for the rest of us. So just give me the Mark Correll take on what you've seen and heard coming out of World Economic Forum. Well, first of all, first of all, it's the supposed world elite, which is insulting to me to think that somebody thinks that they have more of a say in what's going to happen in the world than you or I do. Hmm. You know, who gives them the right who put them in a spot to say that they can control the world and controlling they want to do they actually want to control the world so the world economic forum that met in davos started with a high priestess uh her name was uh, actually chief putney and she was a from the and i'm not making this up she's from the wanawana wanawana tribe <laughs> of, of africa yeah uh you want tribe of of uh of africa of, excuse me south america you want to want to now you got you have to be yeah. amazing just to even think of that but what she did is she painted her face red she came out in the forum and she uh, she blew her hands together and blew it to her god four different yeah. directions of her god and then she went on the stage where there's where the seated dignitaries were and she blew on their foreheads and wow. we're talking about the international monetary fund president cristiani uh, Giovina, the president of the World Bank, Asia Banga, uh, the CEO of IKEA, uh, Jesper Broden, and the billionaire Andre Hoffman. Mm. And so what she did is she was invoking her spirit on them. And so that should tell you right there that this is a demonic organization. And what are they trying to do? Well, they had about six things that they uh, conversed about and six things that they debated and wanted to see the world uh, change into. First was, of course, that pagan ritual. They said that they should go back to their ancestors, their fathers, and invoke them. That right there should tell you wow. something else. They also said they want to they want to formulate a digital ID that'll track everyone their whole life, all over the planet. And of course with AI, things like that are very, very possible and plausible. They wanted a global tax, so obviously they could collect money right. to, to continue to do the, all their things they want to do. They wanted to force media companies to be able to submit their information uh, to governments and including the World Economic Forum. 
They also wanted to uh, rein in Donald Trump. I was really amazed. Yeah. <clears throat> Donald Trump, not even, not even, and we know that he's going to be the uh, candidate for the Republican Party. They didn't at that time. But they were ever one after another after another start talking how they had to prevent themselves or how they had to protect themselves against Donald Trump. That was extremely interesting <laughs> to me. Because if you have a satanic group telling you that they're trying to protect against someone else, that obviously you either for us or against us. So that lets me think that Donald Trump may be on the right side mm. and maybe doing something that world fears. And uh, lastly, they wanted to lock, they wanted to push lockdowns, and uh, they of course wanted to push their green agenda for quote global health. Yeah. So this organization is extremely evil. It is something that is uh, that should never even be tolerated. And amazingly, it's getting traction all over the world. And that to me really does amaze me because it's so ludicrous. Yet we have everybody jumping on that bandwagon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. It is ludicrous. And and a part of that agenda, just throw this headline up here that I know you've covered on your show and we've covered as well, is right in the middle of it, of course, is another one of the alphabet uh, groups there, the WHO at the WEF. And they're all pushing a part of this global shutdowns, climate shutdowns, and now this disease X that they talk so much about that is they, they their words was not a matter of if but when. So they need this in place right. before that disease X happens. And from my understanding, Pastor, this World Health Organization Global Pandemic Treaty working hand-in-hand hand with the narrative of the WEF, it gives them yes. power to literally override right. constitutional authority. Am I correct on that? Oh, you're absolutely right. As a matter of fact, here's the scary part about it. America has bought into it. Now, we usually give 5% of our of our health money that we designate to the WHO. But this last June, there was a bill that went through the House of Representatives uh, to actually develop med uh, to develop medical countermeasures for viruses like disease X. Mm. Now, again, disease X is not a disease yet. It is something they say is coming. So they're preparing the world for another pandemic. Right. What we've done, this has gone through the House, it's gone to the Senate now, and they're actually, the Senate added giving an extra $40 million to this project for disease X. What does disease X do? Well, as soon as they tell you whatever that disease X is, as soon as they tell you what it is, then they have total lockdown control. Then they have control of, of everything you do. As a matter of fact, part of the problem with this thing is that this affiliation is going to be uh, something that is going to be used to control citizens. Yeah. And it could very well fit into the Antichrist design. One of the things they're doing is uh, the, the exotic disease, which they say it is, can also distract many uh, geopolitical disasters bubbling up around the world. Or it could throw a monkey wrench into the next political cycle. So it's something mm. that is really scary when you think about it. Uh, they're looking to control us one way or another. They're looking to control us. And let me just put one more thing in there. Gain of function uh, research has not stopped. It is going around the world right now. It's continuing to go around. Why in the world do you want to take a disease that's deadly and make it more deadly is just well, beyond me. Chinese researchers have recently developed a form of coronavirus that kills 100% of the mice that they injected it with. So this is a global population control. That's what they're looking for. The elites have told us many, many times that we're overpopulated, which we're not. No. Look in Alabama. Just look at the land in Alabama that's yeah. being used. Look at the land. Just take a take a Google map and look at the land of the United States. There are forests everywhere. Yes. We are not overpopulated. But yeah. if they if they unleash, and I believe they'll unleash it, 
this disease X. I believe they will purposely unleash it uh, to control populations. And so they want to control you economically, they want to control you politically, and they want to control you health-wise. This is the danger and the evil of, of the WHO. Yeah, it is. It is a dangerous organization. And they have they said over and over and over at the at the World Economic Forum, we have to have this in place. This is the only thing that can because because the world has to get together and unite unite. We 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 saw what we didn't do right the last time. And I'm with you. I believe that this I believe some sort of this, maybe the beginning of is going to happen rapidly because they've got to do something to affect the election. Uh, it's coming. Something is happening. 24 is a chaotic year. I mean, just just this this year, we all knew this year was going to be crazy. But on the very <laughs> – we're not going to get to go into this, Pastor Mark. But on the very first day of the year, we have rumors of giants walking around the mall in Miami. We have 100 cops on the street on the very first day. And it's like, so that he, cars. <laughs> 200 cop cars. 200 cop cars. So they, said it was, they said it was teenagers throwing throwing firecrackers. I don't think you need 200 cop cars for teenagers no. throwing firecrackers. No, that was the first day. Then you get all this other stuff that's happening. Not just a few days later, you had the World Economic Forum. You know, this is the year of the eclipse. This is the year that it marks an X right across the United States. And then, then the crazy thing, and I, I don't know how this is, means anything or not, but it's insane to me. For the first time since Thomas Jefferson was a, the president of the United States, the two main breeds of cicadas, one that only comes up 13 years, every 13 years, one that comes up for 17 years, are coming up at the same time, around the same time of the eclipse. What is going on? Well, you know, even with the eclipses that you mentioned, I know we didn't want to go there, but even with the eclipses, I did a documentary in Hollywood on called The Sign in 2017 for the first great eclipse. Wow. which came across from Washington, D.C., all the way to uh, the East Coast. That is now the next one coming across is making an, al- an Aleph, the first uh, Hebrew letter in the, in, the, uh, in the Hebrew alphabet. Also, the Tau is the other one, that, the first one. So you have the first and the last. And if you took Revelation chapter 20, 22, chapter, uh, excuse me, 13, verse 22, it says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. That's Greek. But in the Hebrew, it is, I am the Aleph and the Tau. And so we have that across America. It's almost God giving us this massive sign. Genesis tells us that the stars are for signs, seasons, and times. Mm. And so that is a sign. Yes. People miss that, that these eclipses are signs. And when God declares him the Alpha and the Omega over America, obviously our, our resource is not our government. Our resources are God. Yeah, and and I, I'm sure most of the things that I say, I know you already know them, but and I just want to get your reaction on. But where that X happens is right across a city called Carbondale, Illinois, which is known as Little Egypt. What? That's right. And and let's keep going. And it's a, it's on the New Madrid fault line. The New Madrid fault line is the Mississippi River. It was diverted. It was diverted in a great earthquake that happened in 1800s and diverted the Mississippi River. So, so all so if you have a sign on the Mississippi River, way back in the 1800s, and then you have another sign on the above it in the skies. I mean, come on, God's speaking to us loud and clear. Loud and clear, loud and clear. And, and that's, that's why I say, if there's ever been a time, you better know, not a form of godliness, you better, you better know your heart is right with God. Because the Bible says, 
I, I love in Matthew 24, and I've been teaching at our church that, you know, in God's infinite wisdom, he knew, even though even though he operates by the Jewish calendar, he knew that the world would operate by the Gregorian calendar. He knew that the letters that had no chapter and verses would have chapter and verses. There's no way in the world that he did not know that Matthew 24 would coincide with 24. And Pastor, I want to get your opinion on this. Everybody talks about earthquakes, diverse places, wars, rumors of wars, pestilence, all these things. But when they ask him what shall be the sign, the very first uh, response was what, Pastor? Well, you know that the sign, well, there's a couple of signs, but go ahead. Be not deceived. The, the, see that you of are course. not deceived. So it was like the first, we we talk about the wars and the rumors of the wars and, and the earthquakes, but he said, listen, don't be deceived. Many shall come in my name and say they are Christ. There's so right. one of the one of the signs is the rise of this blatant open coming out of the closet behind hiding declaration of false messiahs as well. In, in, well in, in, instead, yeah, yeah, and you have more now in the 20th, 21st century than you've ever had before. You know, you have people calling themselves the Christ, and the deception also comes. In, and I hate to say this because we both, we believe in church, obviously, but it comes in American Christianity. Yes, there is a there is a false sense of security in churches in America, mm. and you know that user friendly church may feel good and you may get petted a whole lot, but basically you're being deceived. And I'm not trying to go against anybody. I'm sure that no. those pastors mean well, but the thing is, you can't fall into this deceptive culture that says it's all about me. This is not a meology. This is not about me. Christianity is not about me. It's about God saving me so I can enact his will and his and his outreach to others. But unfortunately, American Christianity, I'm honestly, a lot of the churches that call themselves Christian, I'm sorry yeah. to say it, yeah. is that they're not preaching the gospel. You can't preach one-sided gospel. Yep. You know, there is love from God, obviously, and grace, but there's judgment. And you can't have one without the other. No, and 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 I, and I know you've taught Revelation so many times. In fact, the first person I ever heard teach Revelation verse by verse was you back when I was a first young minister. So since then, I've done it many times myself. And I'm a believer of the seven churches of Asia representing the seven phases of the church. And, of course, the yeah. Laodicean church is where we're at. And it's a, it's a lukewarm. But what That's I right. taught our church the other day is I believe— and this is just the gospel according to Larry here. I believe that the remnant that we talk about, the small remnant that's going to be there in the last days, is maybe not the remnant in the Laodicean church, but maybe the remnant left over from the Philadelphian church spilling yeah. over into the Laodicean church because it is there in the Philadelphian church that he says— because you have been faithful, you're weak and you're small, but I will keep you from the hour of temptation that should come upon the earth. So that, you, go ahead. And that's a great point. You know, those seven churches have four different meanings. And if you look at them, they're literal churches in Asia Minor. That was the postal route that those churches, that the letters went to. They were the dispensations of the church through the ages, which you said, the Laodicean church. They were also individual Christians. You could be a Philadelphia Christian in a Laodicean church. I'm not really sure why you'd stay there, but that's a remnant. <laughs> so you'd have that remnant in almost all those churches. So it's really important for us to understand that God is raising up his bride. And his bride's going to come from, I can't tell you that in these churches that are user-friendly, there's not great Christians. There's right. probably some great Christians. They're, why they're there or how long they're there, I don't know. But... God will. God is not looking at denominations. He's not looking at popularity. He is looking at those hearts of individual believers that know that He's coming. You know, every night when I pray, and my prayer list is very, very long. Since I um, since I had my 
trauma of almost losing my life, I became a prayer warrior. I wasn't before, to be honest with you. I prayed, but not like I do now. And every night I pray for the Lord to come back. Every night I pray for God to send his son. And I tell him, I say, I'll tell God, we need you. Uh, this world needs you. We need a different kingdom because the kingdoms we have right now are all wrong. And we need we need a theocracy, not a democracy, not a republic. We need a theocracy. And so I believe that we, you and I are the priests and the, the priests and priestesses. Uh, we are the churches in that. And so we will rule one day. But until we get to that point, the kingdom of God is in us. We're not in a, our first kingdom is not, we're not citizens of the United States first. We're citizens of heaven first. And mm -hmm. so as citizens of heaven, we have to be aware of everything we're talking about today. We have to be aware of what's happening because you can't hide your head in the sand. There are things going on right now that are leading us to that next phase of Christ coming back. Yeah, and I believe that men of God like you and I, watchmen on the wall, uh, yes, there, God is no respecter of persons. But when we say yes to the call of God, when, when God pulls us to preach the gospel and we say yes, we will preach the gospel, I believe that yes comes with a greater accountability that men of God— um, still have to go through the same Absolutely. salvation and all this, but we're going to stand before God and we're going to give an account for did we knew some things and a lot of these right. preachers, I believe are afraid to talk about in times because they're afraid to upset the apple cart, upset the money stream, upset the tithers. You know, they've got too many followers, too many subscribers. They don't want to mess up their influence, but I'm telling you, I've told God, if everybody walks away from the YouTube channel, if everybody don't want to listen to me preaching more, I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to speak it in love, but I'm going to tell the truth. And you're right. And, you know, the thing is, many, many, and again, not in judgment, that's up to God to judge, but many of them are building their own kingdom. Yes. And I don't want to build my own kingdom. You know, I have never solicited for money. I've never asked for anything. If, like you said, if it, if nobody wanted to listen to me, if YouTube decided to take me off, which they have a couple of times, <laughs> and Facebook, that's up to them. But I'm going to continue to preach what God's called me to preach. And, you know, I want to build his kingdom, not mine. And Amen. I know you're the same way. Amen. And that's Amen. the key. And that's why we're here today. That's why we're talking about this. So that people, we, you know, the Bible says that my people perish for lack of knowledge. Yeah. So you can't ignore the things that are happening around. This, these are not conspiracy theories. No. These are actual things that are happening. One of the things we talked about was the uh, red heifers. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. And why, why, all ox of war. You know, I yeah. think that was one of the topics I want to get to. Yeah, there let's go. let's let's go there. So so this yeah. week, the spokesman for Hamas, the ones that orchestrated the October seventh attack on Israel, as first time being heard of for, in three weeks, gave a speech and said that they one of the main motivating factors, Pastor, that they they admitted that they yeah. launched this attack was to stop the red heifers that you and I yeah. have covered are now in Israel. And everything is in place to stop the red heifers from being used. I want to read one line here. It says, yeah. the Hamas spokesman gave a rare speech on the 100-day anniversary of the war against Israel. In his speech, he cited the arrival yeah. of the red heifers in Israel as one of the motives for the massacre yeah. of the Jews of October 7th. Yeah. Well, let me just—his name was Abu Abida. And here's what he said. I'll quote it for you. He said— we, we look back 100 days to remember the educated, the complicit, and the incapacitated among the world powers governed by the law of the jungle. Uh, this is third paragraph. Reminding them of an aggression that reached its peak against our path, Al-Quds and Al-Aqsa. Al-Aqsa is the small mosque that's on the Temple Mount. Bringing of red heifers, uh, red heifer cows, as an application of 
detestable religious myth against the path of our prophet Muhammad on his night journey to the ascension to heaven. Now, what does that mean? Well, they believe that, uh, that Muhammad went to the far country, which is never mentioned Jerusalem, but they believe from the Temple Mount on the, all, on the side of the Al-Aqsa Mosque that he ascended to heaven. Matter of fact, their attack on October 7th was called the Al-Aqsa Flood. Mm-hmm. That's what they called it. And the reason why, they believe that that path that he took, and by the way, you talk about myth. According to the myth, Muhammad was carried to the site of the destroyed Jewish temples in a miraculous overnight journey by Al-Burak, a magical horse with the head of a woman, wings of an eagle, the tail of a peacock, and hoofs reaching to the the horizon. He tethered his horse to the western wall of the Temple Mount, and from there ascended to the seventh heaven together with the angel Gabriel. You talk about myths. Abu Abu Abid continued, We will not tire or falter in calling for all the free people of the nation to rise to support their aqsa and the path of their prophets. So here's what they believe. They believe that those red heifers, which we know the Bible tells us you need the ashes of to make that make the temple purified, the area purified. So Israel, for the first time in 2000 years, has, has had red heifers. They have many of them right now. Mm-hmm. And so they know that they're close to building a temple. If that you, you can't build a temple and have it functional without a red heifer. So the Al-Aqsa Mosque, the path that they say Muhammad took, they're going to walk past that path and destroy it. So that's why they attacked. Now, if you think that this is about land or two-state solution, like America does or the government does, you're an idiot. This has nothing to do with two-state solution. This has to do with wiping Israel off the face of the map. They have... they have, they have no desire for a two-state solution. The only people At talk all. about a two-state solution is America and the rest of the world. You ask anybody from Palestine if, if you're interested in a two-state solution, none. There's no desire whatsoever. It is a talking point of the elite to try. Right. It's actually anti-Semitic is what it is. It is uh, anti-Semitic. So, there are so 22, I, aggressive, 22 aggressive Arab nations from the Middle East and Northern Africa. They were... There's a poll out, matter of fact, this last week, only 5% of them say that the Al-Aqsa terrorist attack was not good. Mm. 95% of them back it. You're talking about, you're talking about a tiny little speck of Israel, size of Rhode Island, in the midst of 22 Arab nations that all believe they should be wiped off the the face of the earth. Has nothing to do with, you you divide that thing into a two-state solution, they'll continue to try to get Israel out. It has yeah. nothing to do with that. Yeah, because it's a they, genocide. because in they believe that bottom line is it's always been about Jerusalem. They believe Jerusalem yep. is their capital. It hasn't that, yep. um, that there's you know Israel ceased to exist and I mean it never existed until 1948, which is ridiculous. Right. Thousands of yeah. year old documents called the Bible names Israel. Uh, so yeah. all of that. So so it's it's so being a student of Bible prophecy, I'm sitting there thinking to myself. It's sad that the Americanized church and the Westernized church does not want to talk about end times and believes that that's just something that we shouldn't care about. But the Muslim people see the significance of the red heifers while preachers in America don't even want to talk about it. But the Muslims are saying, we got to do something to stop this temple from being built. Because if the temple is rebuilt, then all the other stuff is going to happen. And American preachers don't even want to touch it. And they understand prophecy. You're right. They understand prophecy more. That's because we have an Americanized Christianity. Yes. And Americanized Christianity is pretty much based on materialism, mm. whether it's from 
whether it's from churches wanting to build their big buildings or whatever it is, you know, I understand buildings, we need them. But on the same hand, where do you stop? Where do you, where right. do you say, you know, it's not just about you. There is a, there, are, there, everything is bottlenecking right now. Yeah. It's bottlenecking to God's plan. When I pray and I pray at night and I pray for the hostages, for example, yes. I pray that God would, you know, keep them safe. I also pray for the families of any victims, whether it's Palestinians or whether it's, it's, it's Jewish victims. I pray for families. And I also pray this. I pray that God is sovereign over this war because there's so many people who want to say that Israel should do this. They shouldn't do that. God knows exactly what's happening. Everything that's going on in our world, whether it's political, whether it's economic, whether it's social, whether it's governmental, everything is going on. It's God's sovereignty. It's working out. He doesn't condone evil, but he uses evil for a wise purpose. Yes. The enemy intends evil. God uses for wise purposes. Mm. And so that's what's happening right now. And again, you're right. Pastors should be telling your congregation this. They should be saying, you know, what the Bible says when when they say peace, peace, and say peace, peace, and peace, sudden destruction will come. Yes. And that's all we want. We, we're Americans, and we what we do is react. We react after a fact. What we you and I are doing is we're preempting something. Yes. We're saying get ready. We're not trying to tell people it's a harbingers of bad things because we know that God's going to rapture us. We know that God's going to take us out. But in the meantime, how do you prepare people? You know, the Bible says save some by fire. What does that mean? It means let them know there's some things you're facing that are not the most pleasant things in the world. Amen. Well, one of the veins that I've been in for a while now is in Matthew 24. And and later on in Matthew 24, he's continuing to talk about the end times. And he says, as in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. So I, I've got a lot of things I want to say about Noah. I've been preaching on Bible study night here. Yeah. But what are your thoughts when you compare, you go back and look at Genesis chapter 6. It, it wasn't just about 40 days and 40 nights in a flood. It, it was also about the Nephilim. It was about demonic yes. realms uh, correlating in different dimensions. And it was also about a man, and this is, I think, what you were saying, about a man who preached 100 years about an yeah. event that was coming that it That's never right. happened before, and yep. and, and I and I think about people. The preachers don't want to preach about end times in, in Revelation because they've been preaching that for two thousand years. Right. Well, Noah was preaching about something that never happened. It never rained, but it did. It did rain right. and it did flood because right. God is not a man that He should lie. So, yep. real quick, what do you think about when you go back and look at all the craziness of Genesis six? And yeah. then you think of all the Bible characters that Jesus could have chosen to give an illustration. He chose Noah. What is your opinion yeah. about the days of Noah? Well, it's pretty interesting that you say that because if you really look at the Hebrew, um, there's a verse of scripture in Genesis that talks about there was violence in the days of Noah. There was great violence. Ezekiel tells us that there was violence also in the days of Noah. And so that word violence in the Hebrew is the word Hamas. Mm. And so... You know, that Hamas stands for violence. So the days of Noah, we're seeing that in the fact that look at this violence of Hamas. Look at the streets of America and the streets around the world that support Hamas. I mean, come on, in Harvard, they have from the river to the sea, which is which is the annihilation of genocide of the Israelis. Mm-hmm. You have Jews in Harvard, Jewish kids, students that are hiding in their dorms. And so we are living in the days of Noah, you know. And so the Bible talks about in Matthew 24, also says these things shall not pass away this generation shall not pass away till these things be accomplished well that means a generation is probably from 1948 you yeah. talk about a generation it could be anywhere from 70 to 100 years we know there's people 105 years old so you take 100 years from 1948 and your window is 2048 
Wow. So that window is that time. So I, I believe that that tells us, we don't know the day or the hour, but Jesus tells us, do you know the season? You can see that he tells the Pharisees, you can see the clouds in the sky. You know, it's going to rain tomorrow. Or you know, it's going to be sunny tomorrow. You know, the season we are in the season. And I believe that season is that if you can, that generation window from 1948. Yep. And yep. so the days of Noah are here, violence, you know, and in the meantime, along with violence and treachery that happened in days of Noah, you also have marriage and giving a marriage, like nothing's happening. Right. And so Noah's generation is the type of generation that there's violent things happening, but they don't care. They're just, no. they're just continuing to marry and give marriage. And, and, and then, then to go a little bit down the rabbit hole here, uh, you yeah. know, is also in the days of Noah was the commingling of dimensions. Oh. And it was like this is four or five. You know, you have the names of the evil side of of um, of Cain parallel to the if you ever look at four and five parallel to the names of the of the good side. They intermarried. And so, you know, a lot of people think that it's demons that came and intermarried. I just don't believe that for this reason. Jesus said, we'll be like angels when we get to heaven. They're neither marrying nor giving, no give marry. They have no sex. Angels have no sex. So that means that the wicked line of, of, mm. of Cain married the sons of God, mm. which, is a, which is of Seth, and they made the world wicked. And so basically what happened, God, had to, God destroyed the world. But we, we see this, and we see that if you look at the names, Mahalalel. Jared, Arid, they're, they're parallel names on both Genesis 4 and Genesis 5. Mm. Satan's reading what's going on. Yeah, and, and so so we just what I tell our people is, is I say, look, you know, if Jesus took the time to say, as in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the yeah. days of coming of the Son of Man, you need to go back and study Noah. And, and one of the things that I love to say, Pastor, is, you know, you can't have a Noah generation without a generation of Noahs. And Absolutely. I and I believe yeah. that there is a remnant rising of Noahs that Absolutely. found grace in the eyes of the Lord, that are yeah. that are building an ark yeah. with the help of God. And and, exactly the, right. and you know, one of the things he says uh, in the book of Revelation to the to the yeah. church of Philadelphia is I open doors that no man can shut, and I shut doors right. that no man can open. I think about you know, he built, Noah built the ark and then God, he yep. went in there with his family, but God shut the door. And I believe the door is still open and there's still time. And we don't know when he's going to shut that door. But I believe when you look at the parallels of us and Noah, the door is about to be shut. And and you're absolutely right. And the, the other, the other thing that's very, very um, visible about that, no, the story of Noah is that the ark is a representation, a shadow and type of the rapture. Mm-hmm. What happened is the ark rose up against the flood. It came up against the flood. So that protect that carrying in is that's why God right now is tarrying. We are getting prepared to come to go up over the flood of evil. And mm-hmm. so it's parallel. And that's why the days of Noah just are reminiscent of what's happening today. Oh, and then think about his grandfather. His grandfather was Methuselah, the yeah. oldest man to ever live, yeah. and his name means his death brings. And, and yeah. so it's it like it, is it isn't it just like God that the longest living man ever, when he died, destruction would come? It's almost like he's just like, I'm letting this go as long as I can. Just that's, to sh- that's hard. Yeah, that's the hard part for us. The mercy of God, when I pray at night, I ask the Lord to come back. The mercy of God knows exactly when that's going to happen. Mm. And, you know, it'd be really, really tough. Imagine you wanting to, imagine you deciding to resign from your church and going to another church. Everything's fine, but you, you feel a call. 
how would you feel? I mean, I know how I felt with thousands coming to my church. It was, I just took in like, I think, uh, 70 people the week before as members, but I knew I had to leave. And the same man, my heart was torn because I had to leave those people. Well, right. Think about God, where his children, you know, when do you cut that? When do you cut it off and say, okay, right. but there's a time coming where it has to happen yeah. and it will. That's why he's tearing so long. Yeah. And, and you know, you're right. A shepherd doesn't want to ever shut the door on sheep, but no. the reality is this. The door has to be shut because his ultimate desire is to live, rule, and reign with us. And that door has to be shut one day in order for that to happen. And the judgment against the enemy and all these things have to happen. And I believe, Pastor Mark, that we are— there's just no way that anyone that knows anything about Scripture, even just a tiny bit, cannot look around and say— no one has ever lived in a time like this. And I believe... You're right. I'm sorry. I don't need to interrupt you. 20, you said it hit me. I just read 29% of Americans, the highest ever, are preparing for some catastrophe. Wow. They're buying food. 20, it was, last year, it was 19%. Today, it's 29%. 10% jump in one year. One year. So they're looking. They know. the um, People know. Something's coming, and they know, and they're doing that because they know the government cannot protect them from it. Have you seen, Pastor? I don't, I don't know how much you watch movies or anything, but it's, the movie's not out yet. But have you seen the trailer for the movie that's coming out called Civil War? I have not. Okay, I'm gonna send it to you after we get through this program, and it is a movie that will literally make the hair stand up on your arm. It is a major movie that's coming out in theaters. It's coming out in April. The same month as the as as the eclipse, it's coming out right around the time the cicadas are coming up and all this. But it's called Civil War, and the premise of the movie you want to talk about predictive programming yeah. is that. And when I heard what I heard, what I'm about to say this morning on the news, I thought about that movie because the premise of the movie is that something happens in America that causes Texas and people of all places in California. And 16 other states to secede from the union, form something called the Texas Coalition. And there's another group called the Florida Coalition. And the United States government declares war against them and uses military. And they've got this presidential person in there. There's no doubt who they're trying to make it look like that if he gets in office, this is what he'll do. And he's using uh, Air Force planes to bomb American citizens. And it wow. is chilling. They're talking about if they're shooting um, the press on on spot at at the Washington D.C. Wow. Uh, this is I've never seen a movie like this in my life. And the timing yeah. that it's coming out. Well, this morning coming in on the news, I heard that Governor Abbott from Texas yeah. stood up yeah. to Washington and said. We're going to defy this. We're going to defy this. You don't have a right to tell us we can't protect our borders. Then this morning, Pastor, I don't know if you heard this, Oklahoma's governor came out and said, we stand with Texas. There's another state that said we stand with Texas. It is almost like it is being set up for that. Yeah, it is. And, you know, and I I thought that when when I first heard about the Supreme Court decision and heard that they wanted to take down the razor wire, I thought, you know, Texas is a very, very large state. Yes. And Texas has always been the Lone Star State. They've not been really kind of the, the, in the cultural mix of America. And and they don't need a whole lot to push them over the edge. And I would say that that's a very, very likely scenario. It's pretty amazing that that movie has actually been formulated to, to say that because that seems what's shaping up. You know, you know Pastor, what I just tell you, you have not seen the trailer. 
I would yeah. love for you to see the trailer, knowing what we just talked about. Yeah. Let's watch this, Pastor, and then I want to yeah. get your response if you think this is what are they trying to prepare us for something? Remember, this is coming out the same month that all the signs in the heavens and in the earth yeah. beneath is going on. Watch this. 19 states have seceded. The United States Army ramps up activity. The White House issued warnings to the Western forces as well as the Florida Alliance. The three-term president assures the uprising will be dealt with swiftly. Let me know if you want to try anything on. I guess aware there's it's like a pretty huge civil war going on all across America. We just try to stay out with what we see on the news. Seems like it's for the best. Citizens of America, the so-called Western forces of Texas and California have suffered a very great defeat at the hands of the United States military. Mr. President, do you regret the use of airstrikes against American citizens? We're moving to D.C. today. We need to go down there. They shoot journalists on sight in the Capitol. Every instinct in me says this is death. Bloody. Every time I survived a war song, I thought I was sending a warning home. Don't do this. But here we are. There's some kind of misunderstanding here. What? Well, you're American, okay? Okay. What kind of American are you? You don't know? <laughs> the Western forces will reach the White House on July 4th. Oh my God. Get in the car! Get in the car! You're gonna hang back. I'm not hanging back. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. God bless America. Now, Wow. Can what you imagine? Your, what is your initial reaction? Well, I think that, you know, it's a it's a scary scenario, but it's definitely one that's plausible. And that's one that we can very easily see come to come to pass. You know, you have you have enough things going on. And, you know, it ties right in. Think about the government wanting to take away your Second Amendment rights. You know, that the whole idea is when a government goes wrong, like in 1776, you have the right to defend yourself. Well, your guns are gone. Your your ammunition's gone. You know what are you going to do? How are you going to how are you going to defend against a nation that has all the weapons it can do to do you harm? So I think it's very very plausible scenario. I you know I pray to God that it doesn't happen. But, yes, me too. You know, thinking of a of a movie to come out to alert Americans because that's what it is. It's mm -hmm. an alerting what your government can do, and the government can do that. Yeah. We know right now, and I, I don't want to be that political, but I am. And we know right now that the political parties in America, that one political party, the Democrats in America, and I'm going to just be honest with it, um, are really looking for total control. 
And total control means you put down First Amendment rights, Second Amendment rights, and that we're seeing that happen in America. I mean, why would they take me off? Why would they censor C.J. Stroud for saying that who won uh, the the Washington quarterback that won the uh, won his his division and won the title? Why mm-hmm. would they censor him on NBC when he praises Jesus first, and right. then they eliminate that and yep. won't show it? I mean, you never had that in America. So we're no. watching an overreach of government right now, and that doesn't surprise me. And and one last thing on this on this movie, and I know it's just a movie, but I think it's also the timing is not by chance and on the election. At year, all. At all. And, at and, all. And you're very quick, and I'm sure you did not notice it, but if you get a chance to go back and watch it yourself and pause it, yeah. when the man says, Mr. President, how do you feel about are you still confident in your use of American forces against U.S. citizens? When he says that line, there's a plane that bombs some an area where people are gathered. And you have to pause it to see it because, Pastor, they are gathered around a huge church. And on the side of the steeple is the word Jesus saves. And a bomb goes right by those words. Unbelievable. Let me tell you, and that's really the battle right now. That's the battle that's happening. Christianity is under attack in America. It's not like the rest of the world right now. The rest of the world we see from the voice of the martyrs, Christians being slaughtered everywhere. But America, it's coming. I've been saying it for years. Persecution, you and I will be right on their list. A couple yes. of years ago, the IRS, the IRS audited me. And I asked the, uh, the, and they didn't find anything, but I asked the uh, agent, why did you do this? Two weeks they spent. And she said, well, we targeted you. And I said, "What?" I said, "You're one of the one of the largest evangelistic missions in uh, in Alabama. We targeted you." And I said, "And this is under the Obama administration." I said, "Are you telling me you specifically went after me?" She said, "Yes." And I thought, "I can't believe you're admitting that." But on the same hand, it gave me such a chill because I realized there's something afoot against Christians in America, and it's deep seated. It's a deep state thing, and uh, we better be prepared. We better be ready. And you know, you know, Pastor, the reason they targeted you, as I say this at our church all the time, is that every Christian is known in heaven, but not every Christian is known in hell. And well, I'm telling true. you, when the Christians that are known in hell, that's the ones they're targeting. That's the yeah, ones. That's the ones that that p- bothers the kingdom of darkness. And you got a and, bullseye on your back. Absolutely, you got a bullseye. You know, and whether it's health, whether it's the enemy coming at your health, which my whole health was a satanic invasion. Yes, I mean, God has brought. There's so much stuff. It's not even funny. Doctors are, are amazed. Well, I tell the doctors what Satan intended for evil, God used for good. And Amen. God me. And so we see it happening. And, he, and this is not conspiracy. This is not to frighten people. Just to let people know there is a spiritual warfare that is going on. Don't think for a moment. When you sit down to your steak dinner, that there's not a, there's not a spiritual warfare going around. It is. And it's intense. The enemy loves to hide in the shadows, but now he's coming out. It's his last moment. He's putting in his A-team. And uh, thank God that God's A-team is much, much stronger than his. Well, I want the big picture audience, the Kingdom Intelligence Report audience, to not leave. Do not check out because I'm going to turn Pastor Mark loose for a few minutes to speak into your life, to speak hope into your life, and to let you know that all the things that are coming or does not catch God by surprise and that he's prepared us for that moment. So don't go anywhere because I'm going to get him to do that. But before I turn him loose, I want to let you know how you can get in touch with Pastor Mark. All you have to do is go to markcorrell.com, markcorrell.com. You can see I spell his name there. Most of you know that. If not, there it is. I will also link this in the description for an easy one click. When you go there, you'll see his events calendar, Bible study, 
uh, all of his social media contacts, links to uh, materials that he has for sale, as well as links to his YouTube site, which is now on the screen, Mark Correll Ministries, uh, where he does his weekly prophecy in today's news, uh, in the news as well, verse-by-verse verse teaching, breaking news items. He's been on the forefront. Even before there was an internet, he was doing this. I remember the first night I was at uh, his church, the night that, uh, the Wednesday night before Pastor, you uh, licensed me in the ministry. Yeah. We were there as a church watching you do a teaching on the spiritual gifts. The, I'll never forget it. I've used it a thousand times. It's like that old preacher line that says the first time you use somebody else's stuff, you say, it's just like Pastor Mark said second time, just like a preacher that I know said third time, just like I've always said. So it's That's like, right. you, you. I remember, I, I will never forget, I will never forget you were teaching that night on the gift of discerning of spirits. And you put a picture of Superman up there, and you said, I call this the Superman gift, because when you have the gift of discerning of spirits, you can, like Superman, you can see through walls, you can see things that nobody else can see. And I've used it a thousand times. So, awesome. so, so Pastor, so yo, all of these will be linked down below. Can you take about five, seven, eight minutes, whatever you feel led to do, and speak into that camera and give us some hope? Because a lot of people think these ch kind of channels like ours is just fear Fear, fear, right. fear. No, no, no. We're just trying to open your eyes and right. to tell you that all of this is already in Scripture, and God, right. this is not caught God by surprise, so therefore it should not catch us by surprise. Right. Yeah, sure. You know, one of the things that we really need to know, and, you know, Pastor Larry said it the best, this is not about fear-mongering. This is it's about the reality of what we're living in. I have an article right here. I just want to read a couple things from it, just to show you that the world knows this, not just us. This is why are leaders all over the world warning that World War III is very close? Prominent leaders all over the globe are starting to publicly acknowledge that World War III is coming. On Monday, this past Monday, British Defense Minister Grant Shapps warned that we are now in a pre-war world and that Western powers could find themselves fighting Russia, China, Iran, and North Korea. Article after article here, U.S. officials are warning. Sources inside the Pentagon has warned the Daily Express that we are at the brink of World War III amid surging conflict in the Middle East, uh, sparked by largely by Iran. So it goes on. There's more that are that are quoted there. I won't quote them to you. So all of that's pretty chilling. To hear that and to just kind of absorb that, it's like, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do? You know, it's, it's a, such a fear to us many, many times. It's just a human fear to say we don't want the bad, bad things coming our way. We don't want to be able to face all these things. But the good news, you know, we've given you a lot of the, the news that's happening, which is, you know, the, the enemy is the prince of the power of the air. So those things are, are, are definitely bad. Uh, but the good news, which trumps the bad news, is that Christ has saved us. Jesus has protected us. Just like we talked about Noah, just like God putting him in an ark, closing that door, protecting him. And by the way, it wasn't just for 40 days of rain. The great deep broke open. And uh, that was, uh, he was in that ark a year and a month. And so basically, he had to trust God, and God gave him all the provision. He already made preparation for him. He always made already made preparation for him and his family. He also even gave, gave him a way to find out when things were safe by sending out a dove. The raven went out and ate everything that was that was uh, that was dead. That's a, that's Satan. He's going to take care of. He's going to do everything he possibly can, even in the worst of times. But that dove that returned with that peace branch. That is a spoke. That's speaking to us about Christ returning for us, about him giving us peace. Let me realize, let me give you some more news tonight or that tells you about the positivity of it. I, uh, there was an atheist that her name is singer Olivia Lane. 
She talks about her atheism. And I just want to read this to you. Olivia Lane is a morning host on The Message, a Christian station on Sirius uh, Channel 63. Years ago, she was in Nashville. She was a singer. Her voice was going out. And so basically, she was uh, losing her voice and, and actually losing her way in life. And she had a therapist that she went to. She decided to go to the therapist regularly and a, and a, a, a vocal co coach. But both of them were Christians. And they kind of told her, you read pretty much together, you have to be able to uh, really find your spirituality through this. Her world was caving in. She had bad news after bad news, just like we've been talking about today. I'm quoting from her. I was sitting in my living room reading this book called Walking with God. Then all of a sudden, I felt like all my feelings were being, being felt at once. And I sensed the presence in the room. And I looked up and I saw Jesus and his arms outstretched as a shadow silhouetted against my window. At that moment, I knew. When she began her spiritual journey, she said she didn't know anything about prayer. She didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit. She said, I knew nothing, but Jesus appeared. So I was texting my therapist. I think I'm having a panic attack. And she said, nope, no, you were just mm. in the presence of the Holy Spirit for the first time. <laughs> and so God is already reaching people. Yes. Let me give you another one. David Soul, the actor who played Hutch in Startskin Hutch, was brought up in a very Christian home, left it, had divorces, had pregnancies out of wedlock, did it, everything in Hollywood, thought he was something. David Soul came back to the Lord uh, right before he died, about, about a week before he died, asking for forgiveness, going to his family, talking about Jesus was important, not because he was dying, because he didn't even know he was dying at that time, but he came back to the Lord. In, and realizing at 80 years old that he knew that his way of life was the wrong way of life. And let me give you one more. People are in fear today. This is the U version reveals for the most popular verse for 2023, the, mo the verse that was hit everywhere around the world, most popular. Here it is. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. That's Isaiah 41.10. Isaiah wrote about a lot of things that were happening in his day that were not good, but he never, never forgot to tell about God's greatness and how God will uphold you. Fear not. 365 times in scripture is mentioned, one for every day of your life in a year. Fear not. God is with you. I don't fear what's coming. And, and the contrary, and this may sound strange, but I'm excited that everything is starting to come to the God's purpose. That purpose is to live and reign with us forever. And so today I want you to have not just a worldview, but an eternal view. A worldview will mess you up. An eternal view will get you excited. And so today I pray that you have that eternal view. Amen. Amen. And if you pray, you want to just, let's just do that. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for the Thank peace that passes yes, all Lord. understanding Thank on Jesus. everyone watching live yes. and watching this recording yes. from anywhere in the world. Yes. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your yes. Lord and Savior, cry out to him right yes. now. Ask Jesus Thank to forgive you of your sins. Make him Thank Lord you. of your life. Yes, and Jesus. you will be able to face with Amen. faith what Amen. is coming instead of fear. We thank you Amen. for this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Pastor Mark, what a show. What a show. That was yeah, amazing. Great. Awesome. I've, I've really enjoyed it. You're doing a great work. And thank God you're a voice out there because we need it. Thank you so much, Pastor. And, uh, of course, next month you'll be back again. Fourth Thursday, fourth Thursday of the month, and it's just because we, we need your voice more than we ever have. We've always needed it, but we need it now more than ever. Yeah. So tell your lovely wife, we love her and appreciate her and your beautiful family. And Pastor Mark, thank you again for being a part of the big picture because you have changed my life, 
Therefore, you are continuing to change lives all around the world. God bless you, brother. God bless you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. And I want to say thank you to the Big Picture family. You are a huge blessing to us. The Kingdom Intelligence Report is touching lives all over. If this was a blessing to you, comment down below. Let us know in the live chat. And if you have not smashed the like button, smash it now. Nothing helps us more than putting us in front of people on YouTube than the like button and subscribe and comment. If you're watching us uh, anywhere else, any other platforms, make sure you share them as well. I want to remind you that we are here every Monday night. Sandy and I do a two-hour live breaking news show every Monday at 7 p.m. Uh, Central Time here, uh, the, the Big Picture Live. And we also want to remind you that each Wednesday night, we have a verse-by-verse -verse Bible study that we do here if you're new to our channel. So God bless you. Have a wonderful day. And remember, we ain't woke, but we are certainly awake. See you next time on The Big Picture. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Big Picture Podcast. We hope it helped you, encouraged you, and empowered you. Please consider leaving us a review on your app of choice and share with family and friends. And remember, we ain't woke, but we are certainly awake.